Hey everyone, and welcome back to Gals Getting Rich. We're in season three, episode one, and today in the podcast, we're going to talk about all things related to financial empowerment for women. I'm your host, Vatsa, and I'm here with your other host, Maeve, and today we're going to be discussing a very, very important topic, protecting yourself and your credit score from identity theft. We're so excited to be back for season three. It's been 12 weeks off. We had some time to relax, time to work on our careers, to make some money moves. Yeah, (laughs) all that. We're so excited to be back. Yeah, why don't we just hop right into it? Identity theft is a serious crime that can wreak havoc on your finances and your credit score. And a lot of times it happens and you have no idea. So it can occur when someone steals your personal information, such as your name, address, social security number, credit card number, and uses it to commit fraud or other crimes. To just like intro this topic, I want to ask you, Vatsa, let's say that you have a house that is like super prone to plumbing issues. Would you rather have a way of getting an alert when you have a leaky faucet or would you rather have a way of just preventing all leaky faucets completely? I feel like a combination of both. It For me, it would depend on cost, right? Like, yeah. I I think, like, preventing all leaky faucets completely you could do, but, like, that might be an upfront cost versus, like, getting an alert. At least I can, like, tackle it one by one and slowly make those home improvements. Well, let me do a spoiler alert. They're both free, and we can both do it right now. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I guess you're right because if you think about it, the first step in protecting yourself from identity theft is to be vigilant about keeping your personal information secure. So it's really the steps you're taking to protect your house rather than uh, necessarily having to worry about something blowing up in the future. I feel like a lot of our episodes and a lot of these topics are just more about being proactive rather than reactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the case for not just identity theft, but in all areas of life, prevention is better than reaction. Um, so we'll go into all of our tips and tricks for not just preventing your identity theft, but also how to react and how to be better about it even ever happening. Totally, Um, totally. And like I mentioned, the first step in protecting yourself is to be vigilant about keeping your personal information secure. So what does that mean? I feel like this means being careful about who you share your personal information with, especially online, and being cautious about clicking on links and emails or text messages from people you don't know. And never give out personal information over the phone unless you're absolutely sure of who you're speaking with. And why I say this is because it goes with passwords. I feel like, surprisingly enough, sometimes it's really easy to guess people's passwords. Like, this is a funny antidote, but one time I was like, haha, this is my password, and I said it to one of my really, really close family friends who has a very similar background to me. And then he looks at me and he was like, wait, that's like one of my passwords too. And so I was like, (laughs) see, we need to literally like add some numbers and digits or something into our password to make it unique because it's, you'd be surprised how easy it is to guess certain things about people. Yeah. And another one is I know people sometimes when they're making a username or an email address, they'll put in their birthday, like they'll do like their name, And then they might do like 5-5 because they're born on Cinco de Mayo, like May 5th. But it's really good to not do that because any piece of information you give hackers for free is just not good. You want to like retain as much information as you can. So even when it comes to like passwords and your usernames, try not to use personal information such as like pets' names, birthdays. 
Um, I can't think of others, but that's a really your mom's name. <laughs> yeah, but then there was me going on Club Penguin when I was in fourth grade, telling all these like boy penguins like what my name is and telling them like where I live. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it's not even like I've always been good. <laughs> what a day, Club Penguins! What a time. Um, I know, iconic. But that being said, too, I would say it's a good idea to use strong and unique passwords for all your online accounts and and to enable the two-factor authentication when possible. I know it's super annoying, but it will make it harder for hackers to gain access to your accounts, even if they do manage to steal your password. Because that's happened to me where it's like, hey, somebody's trying to log into your account, but I get a text message and I'm like, wait a second, this is crazy. But then they can't get in, which is really awesome. And one thing that I really have been using a lot lately is I'm sure other phones have it too, but like Apple, for example, they have like a strong password generation feature and it's super crazy because it's like a super long password. And I'm like, I have no idea what these numbers are, but I've actually been using that because they have like a whole password storage compartment. And then you can get into that, see the password, copy it, paste it. So it's like in one way, it's great because a, they're helping me not have to remember my own password, but B, they're also making it strong enough where nobody can just guess and try to sneak into it. I use LastPass, which is one of the best password managers on the market. And it's the only really good password manager that has a free version. The free version, unfortunately, only works on one device, but it's so good. All your passwords are super encrypted. Um, Like they don't even know your password. It's scrambled, hexed, like the whole enchilada, it's done. And I love it. It's really made me unafraid to come up with like really weird and obscure passwords. And if you pay for like the upgraded version of it, they will make passwords for you. So if you're logging into a new site and you're signing up, they will just suggest a password for you. And then if you click it, they'll automatically save it for you. And when you go to log in again, it'll just prompt you, like, do you want to use your password you stored in LastPass? Done. And I also store, like, my passport information, license number, security, social security number, everything in there. TSA pre-check number, I keep that in there. It's so nice. Do not store your passwords in your notes app on your phone. That's, like, the first place everyone's going to go look, you know? 100%. I just didn't say I saw a TikTok that was like every girl's notes app and it was like baby names, like a wish list. And then it's like random things that like you can tell they're just writing down because they're having a conversation with someone. And they're like, look this up later, whatever. And then there's always one for passwords. And I was just thinking that like, don't do that. We're better than this. We are better than this. Uh, there was one point in my life where I was keeping my SSN on my notes app, but I was a little bit good about it because I I was I locked that specific one. But even then, I feel like that's a little danger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but don't do that. Another important step is to monitor your credit report regularly. And you can actually do this for free once a year through annualcreditreport.com or by using a credit monitoring service. This will help you catch any suspicious activity on your account early before it does too much damage. And I recommend to everyone to do this because it can also happen if you have a very common name. For example, if your name's John Smith or uh, Gia Patel, 
you would be surprised how many companies in general can mess this up and it would be the worst if a different Billy was defaulting on their car loan payments and it was coming back to you. This is a horror story I've actually heard multiple times. You'd think it's all secure because it should be connected to your SSN, but at the end of the day, it's not. And so like that isn't even fraud. That's literally like somebody messed up and it's showing up on your name, but it turns, it ends up being the same thing, right? Because if let's say this is happening and you're getting ready to apply for a loan and you're getting penalized for something that is absolutely no fault of your own, you want to be on top of it. Mm -hmm. This happened to my mom. Someone with the exact same name as her had a lien against them. And the lien was like for one or $2,000. I kind of forget. And my mom tried to fight it. She tried getting it off. And a lawyer told her it's actually going to be cheaper for you to just pay it than to hire a lawyer and fight it. So my mom just paid it for this. Wait, other that's crazy. Person. I didn't know that you would have to like hire a lawyer for something like that. I thought you would just like go ask. Uh, yeah, I think she tried, but um, she had to fight it. They were like, well, it looks like it was you. And uh, that's insane. It was just annoying because this person lived in the same neighborhood as my mom at one point. So I don't know. Long story, happened to my mom. Don't let it happen to you. So going off of that, I think this is a hot take on my side, but I think credit monitoring services is like the minimum you should be doing. You get access to these services through any of the three credit bureaus and then through your credit card companies usually because you give them your social security number when you open up a credit card. They know um, and they will alert you to fraud if they see it happening. But You may think that's like enough, but I don't think it's quite enough because you're just reacting at that point. And while you can get ahead of the ball and react to it quicker than if you discovered it two years down the road, I think it's really great to try to nip it in the bud and prevent it from happening in the first place. So you might remember earlier in the episode, I asked Vatsa, would you rather have a way of getting notification when you have a leaky faucet or would you rather just prevent all leaky faucets from happening in the first place? And she's a, like kind of a combination of both. Like she wants to know if it happens, but she also wants to prevent it. And you can do both of those for free with your credit. So monitoring, you can do that for free with the credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And then you can also freeze your credit. This is something I love and I think it's such a money move is you can go make an account with each of the three credit bureaus and you can go on there and freeze your credit. You have to do it across all three bureaus, but it is so nice because it prevents anyone, even you, from using your credit. So people might be like, well, what if you do want to use your credit? I do have to go on to each of my accounts and defrost my credit. That's actually what they call it. I think it's like thaw your credit or defrost. I kind of forget which one. But um, you can do a temporary defrost for like just two weeks while you open up a credit card or while you look to get a mortgage loan, whatever. And then it'll automatically freeze again at the end of the two weeks. So it's so worth it because if someone did confiscate my info, they wouldn't be able to do anything with it. And I would still be notified if my info was found like on the dark web or if it was confiscated so I could go change that password and get ahead of it. But it's super nice and I'd highly recommend. So just to recap, if you do become a victim of identity theft, there are several steps you should take immediately. 
First, contact your bank and credit card companies to report the fraud and have your accounts frozen or closed. Then, file a report with the Federal Trade Commission and your local police department. Finally, consider placing a fraud alert or credit freeze on your credit report to prevent further damage. There are also several services that cost money. I don't think this is completely necessary, but products like LifeLock exist. I actually have one friend that literally lost her social security card and got a little nervous and ended up purchasing a LifeLock membership just in case. I think she got a new social security card, canceled it, but it was hilarious. Like I remember this was a couple years ago, and then I asked her if we could use this antidote, and she was like, yeah, but make it more dramatic than it actually was. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much what happened, right? Like It's really just like a fingers crossed type situation. Obviously, we hope nothing like this ever happens to us, but it happens. And so until it does, we have to be ready. We have to know what to do and be able to approach and fix this. With that, I think we can go into our money moves, Maeve. Yeah. Um, okay. My money move, it's been a minute. And this is kind of a generic one, but my money move over the past couple months since we've been off is that I've really just been like heads down into my career and it's really paid off. I feel like prior I was just like just kind of like getting through my job day by day. I wasn't like enjoying it. I wasn't that inspired. I was just kind of like dragging my feet. But I think I found a different place within the company that I'm just like having such a good time in. I feel like there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. So my money move is I've rediscovered my career and I'm just working. (laughs) That's really good. I love that. Yeah. What about you? Okay. So I remember in our previous season, I was talking a lot about gym pass and how I really wanted to get on it. And I actually signed up and it's awesome. I get access to Lifetime, which is like a bougier gym, and then access to this these hot yoga classes. And I guess the difference between that and ClassPass is it's unlimited versus ClassPass. I'm limited to the amount of credits I have. Um, so it's not like I have to budget my credits. I could literally go to a class or a workout every single day if I wanted to. The downside, though, is on the tier that I am for Gym Pass because I wanted to be at a reasonable tier because my company doesn't fully subsidize it. I actually get it uh, like a rate or a discount through my health insurance. But some of my really favorite gyms that I had found on ClassPass, I can't go to those. So it's a bit of a trade-off, but I'm learning to take care of myself and just learning to not be so critical of like days I don't go to the gym or just like, okay, I needed a slow day. I need to rest. So that is something that I'm working on. But Gym Pass has been pretty awesome for the first month of using it. And I highly recommend it if you have access to it from your company. Oh my god, you're balling out. But honestly, doing this episode, I feel like I need to check my credit score. I, I get alerts on it, but now I'm like, wait, maybe I should just like check. Maybe that's like my second money move. <laughs> yeah, whenever I want to know how I'm doing credit wise, I always, well, that's funny I said that. Because Capital One's credit monitoring service is called CreditWise. So that's pun. I don't know. But I always go on like my Capital One app, my Chase app to see like their estimate my score. But it's like kind of just like an estimate. It's not like your real score. You have to wait once a year to get your free annual credit report. But I love watching it. Also, I feel like 
people take credit scores really personally as like a grade or a reflection of yourself. But I think we need to leave that in 2022 because it's really not. And like one of the things my apps tell me I need to improve on for my credit score is my oldest line of credit needs to be um, like eight years or older, which my oldest line of credit is seven years right now. There's nothing I can do right now today in order to get a better credit score because I need just wait. I need just like keep having good habits and wait. And I don't want to wish my life away. I like being young and I'm fine not having 800 plus credit score just like tick that box, you know? So. Oh, 100%. 100%. I totally agree with you. That's all for today's episode of Gals Getting Rich. Remember, protecting yourself from identity theft is an ongoing process and it's important to stay vigilant and proactive. And again, don't be hard on yourself if this has happened to you. It literally can happen to anybody. It's more a matter of, hey, at least now you learn from this experience and hopefully you were able to bounce back from it. Exactly. Well, we're really excited for season three. We have lots of exciting content coming up. So stay on the lookout for our episodes are coming out every Monday around noon, depending on my work schedule. So just like bear with me. <laughs> but yeah, we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys.